Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Getting together once again here on Growing in Grace. I'm Cap, Mike Kapler, along with Joel Brzezinski, the Breeze Man, and it's good to have you with us. Hey, thanks for sharing our program, too. Perhaps by now you have discovered our our new website where all of our archived programs are now housed at growingingrace.org. Excited about that website, Joel. Oh, yeah, me too. Growingingrace.org. I love uh, the Internet. I love surfing for sites that you know have to do with God's grace and with, with his unconditional love. Maybe you uh, like doing that type of thing too. And if you would, just kind of pass along that web- website to people, growingingrace.org, where they can get a, you know, find an archive of all of our past Growing in Grace programs. Uh, maybe you can get to that page and just, there, you know, there's a place where you can search for phrases or words or whatever. Maybe you got a question or a thought about something and maybe we've talked about it on one of our past programs and maybe you'll find uh, something. Uh, to kind of go along with your own thoughts on there. Who knows? But, you know, just uh, make good use of that site. And, again, please pass it along. It would be great uh, to have other people uh, introduced to these foundational things that we talk about right here on Growing in Grace, things that, I don't know, Cap, it's things that I didn't understand uh, in my early walk with Christ uh, because so much of it was focused on me. It was focused on what I was supposed to do, on my performance, on on my own establishing my own righteousness. And uh, so that's what we've been talking about, and we'll uh, continue talking about our new nature, our new identity, and the righteousness of God that has been given to us as a gift right here uh, this week on Growing in Grace. Yeah, I wish people could hear when they, when they go to church every week, and, and there are some good churches out there, I know that. But there's a lot that uh, sort of missed the point of the gospel, which is why we're doing our program here. Just a couple of guys that are just talking from our heart about some things we've learned about this this good news apart from a, a religious mentality. And I, I wish more people could hear uh, who they are in Christ from week to week and talk about their identity because usually the focus is uh, on just the opposite of what you said, Joel, the opposite. We focus more on, on us and uh, our weaknesses, our inabilities, and, and what we need to be doing to become better at, at living the Christian life. I wish more people could hear about what Christ has already done and provided us with so that people could begin to live out of that, which would result in fruit and love being manifested and, and forgiveness and, and good things that could come out of the lives of people just living out of this this new nature instead of striving and struggling to try to to live right when uh, there was really only one who could live the Christian life, and that's Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. And that word fruit, that's that's a good one, because there, there are so many people who want to bear fruit, and there are a lot of bad sermons <laughs> that are preached out there trying to get people to do that, all focused, again, on the wrong thing. A lot of it, a lot of teaching, is based upon trying to train the flesh to perform for God so that somehow some good fruit will come out of that. And again, it's like, I like what you said, it's kind of missing the point of the gospel, all of that, because it does, it brings the focus back to you and me, rather than the focus 
being on the fact that we have become righteous already. We're not trying to become righteous. We're not trying to produce something for God, but rather the new life that we have naturally bears fruit because of the life of Christ that we've become one with. There's just a whole big difference uh, between struggling and striving to try to earn points with God or to try to produce fruit for God and simply living from the life of God that uh, already indwells us. Well, and you asked a a question last week before the end of the program, which I want to get to, Joel, but first I I want to touch on just something that we, we nicked a little bit last week. And that is understanding that now with this new nature of, of being right with God, already being right with him, apart from works, apart from trying to keep the law, you are right with him. We also mentioned that you were forgiven. And those, those are sins uh, from the past, sins of the present, and sins of the future. All of them are forgiven. Uh, yet there are still those who feel like they have to go back and ask God for forgiveness when they do something wrong. I, I heard somebody say that you are forgiven of all your sins, past, present, and future, and, and you will be forgiven again at the moment you ask. When you ask God to forgive you, when you confess your sin and ask him to forgive you, you are forgiven and you should put it behind you from that moment on. Well, that's just an ongoing thing. And, and the problem is there, what, I always ask this question even before I understood uh, grace very well, Joel. What if we don't ask? Mm-hmm. What if we forget some <laughs> sins? Then what happens? So some, some, some things there to understand is that you, you are forgiven. Rest in that because, you see, this thing about c- continually asking God for the forgiveness of sins or the confession of sins, it's an old covenant practice. There is a place for it in the new covenant, but it, it, not to be forgiven, but because you are forgiven, there may be a time where you need to talk to somebody about something that you're wrestling with. You, you know, it's, it's more of an emotional thing, not a spiritual thing. And I, I won't go into that anymore, but the thing I want to point out is that under the Old Covenant, part of the, uh, the, the, the ceremony of the sacrifice of an animal to cover your sins under the Old Covenant before Christ came, a big part of that ceremony was the confession of sin, and, and you would confess these sins onto the innocent animal that was being sacrificed. And it's, so we sort of have, a, again, what I call a, a hybrid faction of the Old Covenant being transferred into the New, and it shouldn't be that way because that still causes people to carry on a sin consciousness. And it really, as Peter said, it, it often causes people to forget that they are forgiven of all their sins. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge point. I won't elaborate on it much, but just that whole idea that somehow this new covenant that we're in is like a continuation of the old covenant or is mixed together with the old covenant somehow. That's just erroneous. It's just totally wrong. And what what happened was the old covenant was insufficient. The old covenant did not work. And the, the reason the old covenant didn't work, as we look in Hebrews and find out, is because it was based upon man's righteousness, basically. <laughs> the, the reason it didn't work is because, well, God, he, he's faithful to keep his part of any covenant, but man simply could not do it. Man didn't keep the law, and so that old covenant was made obsolete. That's what the book of Hebrews says, and it was scrapped completely, and this new covenant is something brand new, not based upon the old covenant at all, but it's it's totally new. It's brand new stuff, It's and it's based upon the finished work of Jesus Christ, not based upon what you and I do. So, uh, But anyway, the, uh, the question you know, that I had asked last week was, 
you know, because I've heard this all my life, that in Christ we're simply positionally righteous. It's just, it's just the position that we're in. We're not literally righteous. We're not really righteous, but God kind of, he sees us as righteous um, <laughs> because He's because he sees Christ there. But uh, it's not until we die and, and go to heaven that we're really become righteous. But that's not what the Bible says. We've literally, in reality, become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I used to picture, you would see, or I heard this, you know, God has a Jesus lens through which he sees us. <laughs> He's looking through this lens, so he sees Christ in us. So he sees righteousness, but it's only through that lens. But in reality, you pull that lens away. We're not really righteous, but he's simply looking at us as as a righteous. None of that makes sense. It just sounds kind of silly. Cap, I think you had said that as we were talking about that before we recorded here. That just sounds kind of silly to think that uh, God only sees us as righteous. But really, it's, it's not just that God sees Christ, because God, when God looks at us, he does see Christ, but he also sees righteous you. He sees you as a literally righteous person, one spirit with him, a partaker of the divine nature, a new creation that he has made righteous. He doesn't need a lens to see that. He doesn't need a special you know, I, I'm, I'm. I just got some contacts this week, and the doctor's already talking about me perhaps needing some bifocals. He doesn't have <laughs> multiple lenses. He doesn't have bifocals. He doesn't even have a lens. He looks directly at you, and he sees righteousness. He sees his very own righteousness because, again, he's given it to you as a gift. And so that is something to be happy about and confident about, and and, and to just know that even when you do something that doesn't line up with that. You say, but Joel and Cap, you know, I've done, you don't know the things that I've done since since I supposedly believed in Jesus. You don't know some of the things I've done. You know what? I've done all kinds of things that people wouldn't believe or understand or whatever, but, but I'm confident in my salvation. Why? Is it, is it because of... of any great thing that I've done? No, of course not. It's because it's not dependent upon me and my behavior. <laughs> on on certain days, I'll do things that I totally regret, and then they're totally stupid. On other days, I, I'll look back and I'll go, wow, that was a pretty good day. You know, I'm just talking in general here. I'm not saying I have an up and down roller coaster ride every day, but in reality, sometimes I perform well, sometimes I don't, but it's not based upon that. It's totally based upon the righteousness of God that's been given to me as a gift. And so anybody can be confident in their salvation when they get their eyes off themselves and realize it's a gift. Yeah, um, a lot of good stuff there. I think people came up with this idea that we're positionally righteous and not really righteous or however they say it. A lot of that stems, again, from a lot of the religious teaching we've had over the years that, that misses the point of the gospel. And that is that, that righteousness is somehow linked to how we behave and, and uh, how we perform. And it's not that. It's, as we've said over and over again, it, it's a gift. It's, it's an inheritance that we've received. We've literally been changed. As, as, that's why Jesus would try to come up with, I think, things that would help us understand these changes, these realities that have taken place through him. 
like the the phrase born again. I mean, it's us dying and being born of him. Again, it's it's an inheritance, Joel. It's it's something that he has poured into us. All of these attributes, all these all these great things that are now a part of our nature. This is who we really are. I know we don't always behave like who we are, and that's where people get confused. But the important thing is we stay focused on who we are because of him instead of trying to do to be more like him. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that becomes man's righteousness. You know, what, what that boils down to is what Isaiah called filthy rags. As good as we could do on our best day by ourselves, our own performance, God called that filthy rags. And so, again, that new covenant was needed that wasn't dependent at all upon man's performance. It wasn't dependent upon what we do at all or what we don't do, but completely dependent upon the finished work of Christ who became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And he didn't die in vain, but that's what we have become. So we can bank on that. Well, we are already out of time for this one. It went by quickly again, Joel. But hey, next week, check us out. You've heard the phrase before that nobody is perfect. We are going to suggest that that is not a true statement. Nobody's perfect. We disagree, and we'll talk about it more next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various Internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.